I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, we're back. It's been Woo! months, weeks, years. And due to popular demand, we're back. I mean, at least three people have asked when we're back. Well, boy, that's all we need. Yep. And those three people, we've answered your call and here we are back again to be fair one of them was me but but still <laughs> well the other two Alison and myself because that's really <laughs> the most tragic start three people desperate for the podcast to return it's the three presenters yeah. <laughs> welcome to women talking bollocks a podcast where you'll hear well three women talking utterly bollocks what you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion makeup diets or those blinking kardashians i'm not even sure i know who they are if i'm honest but what you will hear is some uplifting irreverent chat with myself jen brister and my two very dear friends comedians and women the very wonderful if slightly eccentric maureen younger and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Mind you, to be fair, we're always we're always surprised. Remember, we we had all had a dinner in Manchester together, and um, there was a fan who, who's listening probably right now, and well, not right now, but um, not right and now. She was that'd like, be weird. That'd be weird, but um, that'd be a real fan. But um, and she was like, "I'm a real big fan of yours." And both me and Journey were kind of sitting near her. We're like, "Are you?" It's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Why?" Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> Have you mistaken us for someone else? It's lovely to be doing it again, isn't it? Yeah. Alison, I, I feel like I haven't seen you for a, a zillion years. How are you? I'm good, thank you. It has been a zillion years. What what season is this, everyone? Can I ask <laughs> I this? Don't know. What no, season? Don't know. It's sleeting outside, if that if that gives you a... Oh, what do you mean, as in what season, not as in what... Is <laughs> yes, it autumn? I mean, like... Is it winter? <laughs> what a bellend. It's yeah. season four or five, <laughs> isn't it? Alison, Alison is aware of the seasons. Oh my God! This is this. This will tell you. It's been a long time since I've been talking out loud with you two. So I've forgotten how it's, to. Uh, she hasn't been. Well, I mean, to be fair, I did stay with uh, Zoe. I stayed with Jen. Did you stay with Zoe? Did you? I did not yeah, stay did with you have Zoe. a nice time with Zoe? Yeah. <laughs> I stayed with Jen. I was only meant to be there one night. I ended up being there for four, five. Well, five. to be fair, you yeah, probably slept for three of them. So <laughs> you were three days coma. <laughs> it was five nights. <laughs> okay, I ended up staying with Jen for five nights. Um, I've, I've got really bad eczema at the moment. It's actually a and, lot better. Uh, it is a lot better. But when I turned up at John, 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 Jane. John's. Who's John? Oh. First of all, Zoe. Now it's John. John and Zoe. Oh, oh, she's my. got all these friends. <laughs> I've got all these pseudonyms. When I turned up at Jen's doorstep... She opened the door and she went, oh, my God, because my face just looked, did not look good. No, it didn't. Chloe and I had to do some um, patching up. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do to what can we do to help Maureen? <laughs> so made, made you a porridge bath. I had a porridge bath. And lots of um, vegetables. Food. Wait, a porridge bath. <laughs> yeah. So like for just for her yes. face or like in the tub you put porridge? No, no, whole body bath. I've got eczema all over what? my body. By the way, so it's, it's not, all, yeah. she's ravaged by it. So I am um, ravaged with eczema at the moment. So I, I, I made her a porridge bath, and it, it, it when I have um, quite bad eczema, it, it does. I mean, it doesn't cure it or anything. It just soothes it. It just it's quite nice. Um, so it, so if, if when your skin's inflamed, it will just help to sort of cool it down. I've never once in my entire mm. life heard of a porridge bath. I'm sorry, I'm oh, still just sitting yeah, with this no. for a second. Yeah, it's really good. Shall I tell you what you do? Right. So what yes. you do? It's... <laughs> 
You get an old pair. Listen, we're already in with the facts and the learning. Yeah, let's do it. Eczema treatment, porridge bath, go. Yeah. yeah. So what you do is you put, uh, like you get an old pair of tights or something, or an yeah. old yeah, and then you just put some porridge inside that that um, sock tight. It has to be tight. It's not socks because it won't work. Tie a little knot in it. <laughs> yeah. Put it put it in the bath. Yeah, and then the porridge just like the. I don't know, the oats will, the milk from the oats will come through the, the tights and into the bath and it acts as a sort of uh, soothing antiseptic and uh, balm for yeah, your skin. Very soothing. And uh, I said to Maureen, you know, you can do this when you go home. You've been, this is, you can see how simple this is. It's so, so simple. Try to have one of these. If you can, do it every day just to cool your skin down, just to calm it down. How many, how many, um, Maureen, how many porridge baths have you had since you got home, love? None, to be fair. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a that's an interesting statistic that that I was anticipating actually. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, what what I'm trying to do, and it's 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 an uphill battle, Alison, as you know, is yeah. trying to get Maureen younger, who we both know and love, yeah. to do things to look after herself you'll be pleased to know i made lentil soup yesterday oh i'm absolutely delighted i genuinely am that's great it was actually very very nice you liked it yeah it was nice and it was easy to make it's a whole new world okay so that's what we're trying to do i mean i don't think the lentil soup will be enough i think we need to do it with other things but that is a start (laughs) isn't it we start with lentil soup and we branch out from there alison I'm still just sitting with porridge bath. I'm sorry. There are so many interesting remedies I've heard about in the UK that are very... (laughs) (laughs) Is this a British thing? A porridge bath. Why don't we give her a good leeching? It kind of... You know what I mean? A good leeching. (laughs) Once a week, Maureen. But you know, you you know, you say that like having maggots eat your. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it, but having maggots eat your wounds is actually really, really good. Okay, they eat all the the rubbish and the right. given the state of all our healthcare systems. Let's get ready for maggot baths, everyone. Well, regular but maggots are actually quite maggots. Good. Okay, well, this is good to know. Um, anyone with Welcome. an open wound, do get yourself a bucket of maggots and see how you go. <laughs> Let us know how it gets, how it's, how it is in the fourteenth uh, century with your maggots and your and your open sores. A good leeching. You. Good leeching, everyone. Just no, I wouldn't say leeching is good, but you know. Anyway, the, I, I don't even know why we're, we've zoned in on this. Is this how we're? St- this is obviously how we decided that it's okay to start the series by talking about leeching maggots and porridge. But fine. <laughs> I, you see, I already know the title of this episode. I already know. Yeah. I already know. Alex has got leeching maggots and, and porridge, and that's it. And so we don't have to worry about that because sometimes it can be. A, oh, what we're going to call this episode? We already know. So, Alison, was you, have you all time been porridge free recently? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've eaten some, but I have not had a bath in one. Uh, although the the vision of sitting in a bath and eating porridge, I'm not not gonna lie it's not there's no eating porridge you're just you just soak in it you're soaking in the in the porridge oats and in that husky milky water it's not husky because it's in the tights it's just milky it's just milky look i'm sure it's on the internet i believe you you believe me okay i believe (laughs) you 100 percent. i mean and also alison you know me i'm not a fatty person am i no you are definitely not Actually, I'm I'm actually thinking a porridge bath might be good for Danny. He has rather sensitive skin. Anyway, too much disclosure. Oh. Let me know how you get on. I will. I'm very excited. I'll even use his his pantyhose. No, uh, <laughs> I've been I've been uh, <laughs> pantyhose. Is that a is that a North American term? Pantyhose. Yeah, it is a North Americanism. It is. Yeah. Okay. Pantyhose. What have you been up to, Alison? Just give us some facts. I'll do a quickie. I've been traveling a lot. Here are my new things when I travel. These are two things I've decided I am permanently traveling with. Number one, my own pillowcase. I am never going anywhere again without my own pillowcase. When I go to a hotel, I don't trust them. I am always traveling with my own pillowcase. I have decided. That is my new thing. Number two, a hot water bottle. I am always taking a hot water bottle with me. What, for hotels? Yeah. Okay. That's what I've decided. But, oh, I thought there's no three. Because I like, I like no, a... No, I'm, I'm at two right now. I'm at two. Comedy three. I like a rule of three with everything, Alison. Can we find a third? A thermos? I always take a thermos. How about that? But I find hotel rooms tend to be too warm. I don't... Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm never, I'm never cold in a hotel room. If anything, I'm like, crack a window open. I can barely breathe in here. And you can't crack a window open. That's a... No. In some no, of the hotels no, I stay in. There's no windows. There's like... no windows in the rooms I stay in, Jen. We are at different levels of comedy careers right now. <laughs> I... <laughs> I... Windows? 
If you are staying windows. in windowless hotel rooms, Alison, we need to have a long hard chat, okay? <laughs> for no, health and no safety. amount of porridge baths in the world is going to cure that fucking problem, hey? Like... No, no. So, I mean, Christ, I stayed in one windowless room at a Best Western in Nottingham, and that was the, one of the bleakest days. I, th- I think I'm sure I've talked about this at the time, where I was the, where I was lying on the bed. Um, the room was so small. There was like a very, like a very thin prefab wall next to, and that's where the toilet was. So, in actual fact, I was my head was inches away from the toilet at all times. It was just a tiny little thin wall and no window. And I thought to myself, I don't think. And we all know who this promoter is. Uh, <laughs> we all know. I don't need to say this person's name. I just thought this person's not paying me enough. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's several. I can't narrow it down is the problem, Jen. (laughs) You can. You absolutely can. Well, it looks like we've all had uh, the dullest of times since we finished this podcast before (laughs) Christmas. Unbelievable. Absolutely. It's been months. months. (laughs) This is really on brand, isn't it? I have got something. I'm going to keep it next week because I did do something exciting. You're holding out for episode two. (laughs) I'm holding out for next week, guys. This is like a taster. This is a taster. So what we've actually had, more starts with a porridge bath, but next week, boom, that's when the excitement starts. Okay. Maureen, save it. Save it. We can't can't introduce all the glamour in the first episode. Anyway, um, we've done it. That's our week. Stroke three months. What a tragic uh, state of affairs. <laughs> and now it's time to turn, as all we always do at this time, um, to uh, lighten our loads. Well, no, it's not lightening our loads. She's, if anything, she's adding to the load, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's time to go to more and younger to find out what that be my money moment is. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> You can't make this shit up, can you? (laughs) It's fine in the end. But I wouldn't recommend it. No. You wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. (laughs) I've actually realised I've got to swap it because the Be More Maureen was with the the other glamorous story that I'm going to tell next week. So this is a new Be More Maureen. Um, I was at the comedy store one night uh, gigging and I had to leave early. So uh, there's an etiquette because people are on stage so you don't want to draw attention to yourself. And I am usually uh, not subtle, as we as we know. So I'm tiptoeing out the comedy store, so nobody notices I'm leaving. I'm saying goodbye to the acts, say goodbye to security, zoom out the out the door, go to make a phone call. Can't get my phone to open, so I'm getting a bit annoyed trying to make this phone call. Can't get it open, open, and then I realise it's not my phone. I've stolen somebody <laughs> else's phone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you didn't go home with it. I know. Could you imagine if I'd gone home? I can imagine. could be asked to go back. I can imagine. And then somebody going, where's my phone? And also it's a green room. So there's only about five people in there. So it's like, it's going to be quick. Figure out who did it. So I had to go back through security. I've just said a big goodbye to the guy. Go back down. I'm trying to tiptoe back past the comics. I've just tiptoed past. Paul Thorne goes to me, what the hell are you doing? I went, I've just opened somebody's phone. He went, typical. I went, <laughs> anyway, go back in, leave the phone. I don't know whose phone it is. Leave it on the table, presumably where I picked it up from. Go back out. Archie Maddox is there. He's going, what, what, what the hell are you doing? I said, oh, I just stole somebody's phone. He went, that sums you up. And he just pisses himself laughing. <laughs> Basically, I accidentally stole another comedian's phone. Nobody, uh, Nobody's surprised by this. <laughs> Not only nobody in that green room and in that whole comedy club, but nobody listening to this podcast. Um, is at all surprised by that, but uh, I mean, yeah, I mean that's a that, that's that's a nice one to ease us into, Alison, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a good. Did you locate your phone? Oh no, I had my phone all the time. <laughs> I just picked that what? one up. As... <laughs> Wait a second, I thought you'd left your phone behind. No, 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 I hadn't left my phone. I picked up that phone as an extra by mistake. I must have just seen the phone and just thought, oh, this is my phone. Just picked it up. Well, I still had my phone. I still, always had my own phone. So you always had your phone, but you thought, oh, that's definitely my phone, uh, and added it to the pocket of phones that you already had. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fine. Twelve phones. <laughs> oh, and you've got very heavy pockets. Oh, it's, I've just, I've got, yeah. 
phone. So yeah, I, no, I always had the phone, but I just picked it up because I just, you know, it was there, and I just thought it was my phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I was going to say we've all done it. Uh, I've I've never done it, but I mean, I imagine it's <laughs> it's something that's not it's not entirely unusual when you you don't know that you've got your phone and you see if a phone you pick the phone up. Oh, God, I don't know. Anyway. Well, Maureen, thank you very much for our very first Abima Maureen back in 2023. As always, it's not disappointed me. If anything, it's just... It's made me realise when I'm around Maureen, I need to buy a very distinctive phone case. A very... I don't think that would make any difference to you. Probably not. It could have a big sign on it that says, Maureen, don't fucking touch it. I better take my phone. I don't think it was an iPhone and it was different colour and it was a different size. So, I mean, it wasn't anything like well, my I, phone. I, I mean, so it wasn't even, didn't even look like your phone. No, it didn't look like my phone. I realised that when I tried to ring from it. Right. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out the impetus for you picking up a phone that doesn't look like your phone. Well, I just thought it was my phone. But if it doesn't it? look like your phone, why am I trying to attach well, logic to this? I wasn't paying that close attention. Well, clearly. I just thought, oh, that's my phone. This is Maureen. Like, honestly, she just grabbed what was there. Jen, you're making the mistake of trying to find logic in what yeah, I do. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I'm trying to do this that. This is the thing. After however many seasons, uh, we should we should don't learn. It. It's just no point. I mean, the break has created a sort of schizoid reaction in me where I've forgotten <laughs> all previous Beemo Maureen's and tried to... Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Maureen Younger, thank you very much for your Beemo Money moment. As always, it was completely, I don't know, batshit, but, uh, but, but, but on brand. And that's why we always have to go... Back over to the person, the only person in this uh, trio that actually makes any sense. And thank God for her. It's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice. Cause I ain't using it. No, no. No, no. Take my advice. I ain't using it. I do not make sense, but I appreciate that you think I do. I'm creating a great illusion. I mean, comparatively. It's all relative, Alison. <laughs> to grabbing random phones. I just have an image of Maureen in a trench coat just opening up. What, you want Rob Beckett's phone? I got Rob Beckett's phone here. What do you, you want a Susie Ruffle? I got a Susie Ruffle phone here. That's great. I love it. Um, Okay, so the first problem to start off the season, I am doing this one because it got lost in the ether and I feel horrible and you will realize it when i read the problem oh god we were away for a while we lost some problems so here we go hi Alison. <laughs> not sure if this is too late but i thought i would write it anyhow i'm having a little freak out because i was invited to go spend christmas that's right everyone this is a christmas write-in which is why i'm addressing it but i think this problem can relate to any season i know and i don't want to have anyone left out so i've what been season what season are we <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. All it's right, sleeting outside in Brighton. It's, it's, uh, I tell you, it's sleeting outside. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's sleeting. It's sunny in Manchester. Anyway, so I'm having a little freak out because I was invited to go spend Christmas with a friend in another town. Lovely. I said, yes, cool, great. Looking forward to it. Then my friend says, oh, my parents are going to be there. No problems. I mentioned going to an event over the weekend and said it was nice to be around a ton of other gays. Uh, she then immediately fired back with a list of things that I'm not allowed to talk about. So, I'm feeling weird about going now and spending three days having to watch my P's and Q's and listening to a bunch of irritating stuff. Now, I, again, this, yeah, Christmas time, but I thought this is an excellent, this is an excellent thing to talk about in general because, uh, you have been invited, and you, you're the buffer friend. You have been invited to be the person, it sounds to me, like to, to kind of, uh, it sounds like there's some tension, obviously, in the family, some things they don't want to talk about. So you've been invited to be the buffer friend. No problem, right? I, myself, am a very good buffer friend. I've been a buffer friend in many situations. I got no problem being the middle person trying to keep tensions, this and that. What I don't like about this situation is that you were not fully made aware of everything surrounding this situation. Which is why I feel like, I don't know what you did, but you had every right, in my opinion, to decide, look, maybe this isn't for me. Uh, I think your friend was reaching out. Yes, you wanted to be supportive. Yes. Do I feel like there was not everything given to you, all the information? Yeah. Uh, so... 
I just want to say to you and to your friend in the future, disclose all information. You are being a supportive friend, in my opinion, because she was worried about not being a supportive friend. You are being a even considering still going. There are a lot of factors that have been thrown at you. In my, I would have pulled. I'm sorry, I would have pulled. So I think you are a supportive friend already for debating going. Um, also, look. You, you sound to me like the type of person that this has happened to before. You're a supportive, good friend. But I think you need to also be clear on what boundaries and what situations you want to put yourself in. Because if you're one of these people who's there for people, you'll be supportive, you'll put yourself in these situations, you're going to drain yourself. So I'm glad that you took a moment to go, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I want to go. Good. Trust your instincts. This is the biggest thing I got to say above all else. Trust your own instincts, people, and only put yourself in situations that you feel you want to go in, that you can handle, that won't drain you. So that is the biggest thing uh, I wanted to say is that I think you are, I want you to analyze too. Be careful. Are you a people pleaser? I, I just... Sometimes if if you are a people pleaser, you're so willing to do things that it's hard to like go, no, I don't want to go in that situation. And you are allowed to. So if you went, God, you're a good person. You're better than me because I wouldn't have wanted to be having to hide so much. If you didn't go, I think you're absolutely in the right. That's absolutely fine. Be careful about being a people pleaser or a buffer friend. There's nothing wrong with that role. But you have to know exactly what you're getting into. And if people don't fully disclose all that information, I think you have every right to make whatever decision you want. That's my advice for the person who wrote in. And I'm sorry it's so late after Christmas. Um, the other part of me wishes you just would have gone and given those parents one hell of a Christmas experience. Get ready, Mom and Dad. I don't think I could ask anyone to do that. I think that's too much, especially somebody I know is like a lesbian and just go, could you just not mention the lesbian? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, do you mind not talking about all of you? Can you just... Do you mind yeah. not being yourself? Please come over and celebrate, but please just hide a big chunk of who you are. It's not fair. I'm so sorry, but no. Also, if you are an adult and you still have a problem with lesbian, gay bisexual or pansexual trans people or whatever if you have any problems with anybody on that along that acronym grow up <laughs> grow up i'm sorry i just yep. don't have the time or the patience to deal with anyone that's a homophobe uh no 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 and i've certainly i'm not going to give them any of my energy or time and if i can't be myself in front of them oh. fuck them <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. We're, we're all grown-ups now. We've been through that. If you are anywhere, like if you are a lesbian or gay or trans or whatever, you've had to put up with enough shit at this point anyway. Certainly not going to compromise my Christmas to be around people who don't even like me just on the basis of my sexuality. No! You'd rather they didn't like you based on your personality. I mean, that's you? different, actually. <laughs> and to be fair, Maureen, we could all lean into that and we'd all, we'd all empathise with that. <laughs> We'd all be like, oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely dreadful personality. But come on, the sexuality thing is nuts. But then I, I've got such low tolerance for any kind of homophobia now, I just can't be bothered. Or transphobia. Just fuck off. <laughs> but anyway, I think um, that was better advice than I would have given, which was don't go. <laughs> fuck it. I mean, do whatever, you know, I just, I feel like, oh, if you put yourself in this situation, what other situations are you willing to put yourself in? I would, you know, I just... And again, it's one thing if somebody goes, hey, my parents are going to come. Uh, they're a little, dead, you know, but you did. She, she didn't give her all the information. That's what drives me crazy. Yeah, no. It's like you got kind of tricked into it. Yeah, but people do that because they want her to say yes, don't they? So they, I've been in that where people don't give you all the information because they want you to say yes. Uh, and, and look, you know, I mean, I sort of I sort of partly get it that you want to have like some allies with you when you're with people that you, you that do your head in. But yeah, I just think. Or, or just don't go. Be, don't invite your parents. Just go, look, I'll see you on that day. But I'm not going to spend three days with you. I, we don't have to do that anymore, do we? No. No. Anyway, Alison, that was very good advice and a great start to the series, just kicking it off with some banging, banging Alison advice. <laughs> Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you for writing in person. Thank you. I mean, Alison will get to it. So and and albeit yep. three three months after you've sent it and it no longer being relevant, she will get to it. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> it's time to find out what the hell we've all been watching over the last three months. Let's keep it, you know, tight, though. I have to say the, the best programme so far this year, Happy Valley. OK. Have you started watching it, Alison? No, but people keep going on about it. People loved it. Oh, my goodness. There was at like the end of episode two of the third series. Jane can back me up. It was five minutes of the most thrilling TV I've ever watched. It was amazing. And somebody said on, uh, I think it was on Twitter or somewhere, that you know people spend millions of pounds making these films to make this kind of really tense film or something. And honestly, you're two middle-aged women on a mobile, one with a cheese sandwich in front of her. And you, you, it was like five minutes where it was just gripping. And I'll tell you how good uh, it is, is that I don't look at my phone. The whole time episodes are on, don't once look at my phone because you're just so gripped. And I think what's great for me particularly is that you've got a middle-aged woman who's a three-dimensional character, warts and all, you know, and there's lots of things that you can relate to. So she's re- she's really good at her job. And she she finds a body and she kind of she knows exactly who it is. She gets dismissed by men who are obviously in a higher position than her. They completely dismiss her. She turns around, she goes, oh, no, I know who it is. It's so-and-so. And she explains why. And as they walk off, she just goes, twats. And you just think, every woman has been in that position where a man has assumed you don't know what you're talking about. And it, there's so many great speeches there. There's so much to enjoy. And, and um, Sarah Lancashire... She's fantastic in it. And it's 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 great having a female character that is so three-dimensional for a change, you know? Um, I loved it. What do you, Jane, what do you think? You, you liked it as well, didn't you? I did. I don't know that I loved it as much as you. I did think it was good. I did not think that last series was as good as the other series, personally. Um, right. And I didn't like the ending. But I still agree with you. I think it is a brilliant show, and I and, and that scene that you that you were talking about, that particular scene with the two sisters, was one of the best bits of TV I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. Um, you know, it just captured that tension. It was like oh, you're on the edge of your seat. It was brilliant. It was hard to top it because it was so such a good, great bit of television. That that one. Yeah, scene, and and it? actually, that was the best bit <laughs> for me <laughs> in the whole series. But it's a show that I think it's always hard to. We all had our theories. We all had our um, ideas of how it would end. And I suppose there's always a little bit of, you know, I was like, oh, I think it's going to go this way. Or I think it's going to go that way. And when it went a completely different way, I was like, oh, I think I was just disappointed that, you know. Mm. It, 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 I, look, it, it, it's it's a great show. And if you haven't seen it, you're in for a treat. I think you can still stream Still Every like single it, yeah. series on iPlayer. It was on Netflix for ages as well. I don't yeah, it was it... on Netflix for ages. It probably go back on. Um, Alison, my TV recommends. I'm sure you're watching. It's The Last of Us. Oh, and it's on. Of course I am, because you know where it's filmed. Is it filmed in Canada? Calgary, Alberta. Oh, yeah, where okay. I'm from. It's filmed where that. where I grew up. I did not yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a beautiful backdrop. Like part, you know, when they're, you know, there's. I think it, 
is it episode five when they're was no episode six? It doesn't matter when they're out in the snow and yeah, yeah. It looks stunning. It looks really beautiful. I mean, the backdrop is um, uh, the end of the world, but <laughs> but aside zombies, from that, Canada's really shining through there um, through the apocalypse. It looks great. Great backdrop. Um, for the for any, if you haven't watched it. Yes, it is yet another yet another apocalyptic stroke zombie uh, series that I have attached myself to. As you know, these are some of my favourite shows. Uh, for any of you thinking I don't like those kind of shows, fear not. Um, it's barely the the zombies barely make a, an appearance. It's not about that, is it? No. It's about a relationship between two people, a young girl, and uh, an older guy. In his fifties, played by Pedro. It's not sexual. It's not. Oh a no, sexual it's not sexual. It is not a sexual. Yeah. Pedro Pascal, who is having his moment at the moment, isn't he? Because he's, he's in absolutely everything, and 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 rightly so, because he's brilliant. He's so good in this. He's so good, and the young girl in it, Bella Ramsey, uh, is also brilliant. In fact, the, the whole cast, because there's also people playing uh, one-off parts in it. Um, there's a, there's a, a, the infamous episode three. With um, Nick Offerman oh. and Murray Bartlett, oh. that is possibly one of the. That is a standalone episode. Just a beautiful. It's a beautiful movie story in and of itself. Like it is yeah, gorgeous, it's completely yeah. separate to the main storyline, and really the whole show is about love and loneliness and connection and how you survive without love. You can't. You can live. I mean, I suppose you can survive, but you can't live without love. And and, and that's what the whole show is about. And yes, <laughs> in the background, there are people who appear to be growing mushrooms on their faces. Um, fungus zombies. There it's are, so great. There are, it's great. There are fungal zombies yeah. in the background. But they're so in the background. And it's not that you forget they're there, but Chloe, I got Chloe to watch it. And you know how much she hates any kind of horror. She hates anything like that. And And... She's really enjoying it, uh, and, and she wasn't expecting to. And I think it's because it's not—it's not like The Walking Dead. It's not like, you know, Black Rain or whatever. It is—it is just a a story that has that as a vehicle to talk about other bigger subjects. And I, I'm absolutely loving it. Um, weirdly, there's only nine episodes. That's really pissed me off. Can't, why can't they do ten? Do ten next time. That's a random, odd number of nine. I'm already like I can't wait for the next series, and and I'm really glad that it's yeah. not like a limited series. You know, I haven't enjoyed a, a shows this much since Mayor of Easttown. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, you which, you know how much I wanged on about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, that's my recommendation. Please, if you haven't, if you if you have, if you can access uh, Now TV or HBO, do do watch it. It's brilliant, really, really good. Now, Alison, I'm glad that you're watching that with me, but also I know that you're going to deep dive into the horror. Talk to me. I am going to deep dive into the horror, but I love that you are watching that. And yeah, I can't back Jen enough on that. If you haven't seen it, it's a phenomenal story. Like it's it's great. It's great. So, yeah, it's great yeah, storytelling. It. And that third episode. Oh my god, whoever the writers are with that, I just. Oh. Also, I and love Nick Hoffman. It was so good yes, in it. He so was so good. They were, both of those both of those actors yeah. were so good in it. Yeah, and and who knew. You were going to have a little cry. Huh? Come on. Yeah. We all had yeah. a little weep. Am I right? Yeah. Alex? Yeah, 100%. Alex, did you have a little and it's weep? It's not often you cry during a zombie series, everyone. All I'm saying is no that's one not normal. Anticipating so we've got that. something special. Yeah. Yeah, we got something special. So it's a good one. So, but in more of the realms of horror, uh, as we were talking about uh, the invitation of the friend, the buffer friend at Christmas, and so I, I started to think about, okay, what's a, what's a horror about uh, maybe being invited to something and not trusting your gut when it tells you maybe you shouldn't go? So there is a great horror movie I would like to tell you all about. Now, I say great horror movie. It's not action-packed. There's not a lot of screaming. It's more dialogue. It's more character relations. So if you're not into a lot of jump screams, like Maureen, this might be more your kind of jam. Okay. It is called The Invitation. So David and Eden tell their guests about a cult-like group they've joined, along with Pruitt and Sadie, called The Invitation, which helps people work through problems from their past. Okay. 
So first off, they don't know. They get invited to this thing. It's their ex, it's uh, the guy's ex-wife. They're invited to this dinner. <laughs> That's always going to be bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, but then for whatever reason, it's L.A. They've be- maintained friendships. They do this in L.A., right? Yeah, it's my ex. But so they're going to go for dinner. But they're like, I, I don't know. I feel weird about it. I feel like we shouldn't go. Ah, no, it'll be fine. Let's go. So they go. Fi- they find out these people have joined somewhat of a cult. Basically, uh, you know, stuff ensues. We meet members of the cult that turn up. The real great twist at the end is we go out in the backyard. We see in the backyard there is a red light, a red lantern that has been lit. You look across the, the all of L.A. and you see that there's a whole bunch of red lanterns that have been lit and put in the backyard. So basically, it's just saying this cult has, like, reached a bunch of people. You hear sirens. So I'm not going to tell you exactly what happens, but essentially it's like... They get invited to this thing. It's a cult. We realize the cult has reached across L.A. Madness ensues. But it's more of like each individual story. And yeah, so it's the invitation. I really enjoyed it. I thought it literally suits this problem to a T, which is trust your instincts. (laughs) If something is telling you not to go somewhere, don't fucking go. Like I cannot... You are not a bad person to not go to things that you're like, I feel that I don't, I should not go. Don't go. Don't go. Watch the invitation and realize why it is you should always trust your gut. Uh, that's my horror recommendation. Okay, that looks great. I mean, it looks like one of those horrors that you're just going to, it's going to be a rip-roaring horror. You're going to have fun watching it. And it's also probably a pile of crap. Is that right, Alison? Is that, is that... <laughs> Yeah, it's a total pile of crap. Uh, you're going to find yourself going, well, why do they do that? Why are they there? What's happening? Yeah, that, but that's what I want from a horror film. I, I've, I've realised the reason why I like, and I, I don't like torture horror or anything no. like that. I don't, that's not my thing. But just like jumpy, scary stuff is because I want to, I kind of just want that. You know, it's a sort of like cathartic, isn't it, to go yeah. on that journey with those and you're like, Rah! and then you, you, you forget about it and you're like, oh, I've, I've dealt with all that anxiety. Now it's gone. I, I, I think I think that's what horror films, so many people watch horror films they for. They are a cathartic experience. It is a cathartic experience. You're getting out frustration. Yeah. To me, we love yelling at people, like you said, Jen. We love yelling at people in the movie. That's what Danny and I love doing more than anything. Like, oh, don't leave what the are group. you doing? Why are you leaving the group? Don't you leave never the group. leave Why the group. Why would you go? Yeah. For heaven's sake, is there a light switch? Switch the on the light, light on. Why yeah. are you going in the dark? Turn on the lights. For the love of God, and never go anywhere on your own. What are you doing? No, let's all break up to yeah. investigate the... No, why? No. Don't break up. What are, are you, you doing? Are you, yeah. Don't. Yeah, there's something under the bed. Anyway, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes should give you an idea of what to expect from that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone. And, That's and quite and by the way, Alison choice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Double figures. By the way, that is what I want from a horror film. That is what I want. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks so much, Alison. That looks like an absolute barnstormer of a uh, of a horror that we can get tucked tuck, we can get tucked into. For God's sake! I, especially if you're into cult stuff. I've been obsessed with cults lately. Maybe I want to join one. I don't know. I can't stop watching cult stuff. So yeah, I don't no, know. You, you absolutely you don't no. I don't. I don't want to join one. I've I've already joined several. I'm sure cults by being involved with various weight loss groups throughout my life. That, those are... This is a cult, isn't it? When I was young, I used to go to a, I used to go to a Christian club and my dad was worried that they would um, indoctrinate me. And then he went, it get to the point where you've got to give them all your money, it would all break down. <laughs> Which is true, because I'd be like, oh, I'm not that much of a believer. Yeah. You can have my soul, you can't have my money. <laughs> yeah, you're not having my money. No, that's not happening. Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendation. What a what a brilliant recommend! Uh, it's back over to you, Maureen Younger. Uh, it's time for your corner. It has not been cultured for some time. Uh, I've just got again. a little spoon, and I'm just giving it a little stir. <laughs> of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> Well, it was going to be called Free London, but actually uh, one of the places I was going to suggest now charges a nominal charge. So it's now Free, Cheap and Cheerful London. So a couple of places, okay. if you're coming to London or you live in London, you know, you might not go to, which is, you know, very good value for money, in some cases free. So I'm just going to do three of them. One of them is the Ceremony of the Keys, which I've actually done. I don't know if you, uh, any of you have done it, which is at the no, Tower what... of London. Oh, and it... oh, I think I have. Yeah, but when I was a kid. 
you when you were a kid. Ago. Yeah, and yeah. it's fr- it used to be free. Now they charge a nominal charge of a fiver, which is basically the cup of a coffee nowadays in London. And what it is, it's, it's a ceremony going back hundreds of years where they lock the Tower of London. It's not you just don't watch somebody just lock a door. Uh, there's a whole <laughs> ceremony <laughs> off it. Would that be like pay five quid to watch this? No. But... I'm going to start charging no. ten for Can people to come to my house. Look at we go. I'm locking it. So lock. be like. That'd be a very short ceremony. What you've got to remember is the British might, we can't run trains properly, blah, blah, blah. We've got a corrupt government, but we're really good at pomp and ceremony. And so there's a whole ceremony. And you're in, you're in the Tower of London late at night and they do this whole thing where they have to go and lock the ceremony of the keys. And it's a big ceremony. So you get to watch it. You have to book in advance. Tickets go very quickly. And from, from the website, what it looks like is they um, release tickets the first working Monday of every month for the next month. So if you're coming to London, you need to you know, book in, like, uh, uh, obviously on that Monday as quickly as possible because these tickets go. And it's the whole thing. If you've never been to the Tower of London, it is very atmospheric and it's that idea of you're in this amazing building that's over a thousand years old, you know, late at night and you've got the Yeoman of the Guard doing their ceremony so that's something worth watching going to see the other thing is the sky garden have you two been to the sky garden no i have yeah i went um uh not uh last christmas but the christmas before we took the kids in between christmas and new year and we took them to the sky garden it's great it's great. It's a three-floored um, atrium at the top of the walkie-talkie building on Fenchurch Street. And it's basically a, a, a subtropical garden with great views of London. Again, it's a ticketed event. Uh, they release tickets on the Monday, so you need to get in on the Monday. And I think you can stay there for about an hour. You can also cheat, I believe, because they've got a restaurant up there. So you can get in early if you, uh, if you book the restaurant for breakfast. Obviously, you have to pay for the breakfast. But that's a way of like kind of beating the queues if you want. Oh, but we, we got in. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're absolutely right. You're supposed to ticket. It's supposed to be ticketed. You're supposed to prepay your ticket. But because oh, it was... Book it. You don't pay. Pre-book it, not pay. Sorry. Um, and they won't let you in unless you booked it. But we turned up and they just... Because it was, um, I think, Christmas, between Christmas and New Year, it's dead in London. We got yeah. in. We were just lucky. There are walk-in slots as well, I think. There are walk-in slots, but obviously that yeah. will depend. Um, but, yeah, it's worth doing just because it's, it's something different. You don't expect to be in a subtropical garden on Fenchurch Street. The views are incredible. And the views are amazing. I would say, I know they talk about the Shard a lot, but, I mean, if... That's 30 quid. Oh, that's what I was going to say. And the views are, uh, are just as good from the Sky Garden. You get to see, you can see miles around London and, and uh, you can see the tower and you can see the mo- monument and sort of all the way out towards Parliament. And yeah. Because you're in the city, which was London, wasn't it? The city was originally the, the, you know, where London started. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely worth uh, checking out. And the third place, I mean, this is a favourite of mine, is the British Library. Now, the British Library also puts on exhibitions, which you have to pay for, but they're generally well curated. But it's also got its own little uh, exhibition of, and if you're into books, it's it's just amazing. It's got, um, it's got one of the greatest literary, scientific, music, art and sacred texts. So it's got the Magna Carta, which is very important. In British history, it's got one of the original Magna Cartas. It's got one of the uh, one of the original uh, first folios from Shakespeare. So Shakespeare's plays were first produced, produced or printed after his death in the first folio, and there's about over just two hundred left. And he, they've got one of them. They've got the Gutenberg Bible. They've got notebooks of Leonardo da Vinci. They've got handwritten manuscripts from Jane Austen, Bronte. Dickens, they've got musical notations from Mozart to McCartney and it's a very small exhibition so it's a very doable exhibition, it's free entry and also being the British Library it's got a really great bookshop as well. And a great cafe. A great cafe and also you can get a a pass to be in the British Library in the reading room which has had so many famous people in there studying and you can apply for a pass to go to the British Library and and read and and get reference books etc etc It's right by King's Cross um, St Pancras Station so if you've got like an hour to kill or something it's worth popping in there that's my tips great those are all really good um suggestions maureen i 100 percent i'm gonna go to the sky garden that sounds so lovely oh, oh you will really like it yeah it really is it's lovely and and like maureen said completely free which you know it's quite hard these days to find stuff that's for free in london now because everything is you have to pay for everything now oh and can I also say i'm doing a series of uh photos and little stories about great women on my social media so i've if you wanna... been following that maureen and it's brilliant i've really enjoyed every day there's a different woman that you're putting up woman. and they're all absolutely incredible people who've done amazing things that no one seems to have any 
any idea. Of course, history is definitely his story. It doesn't tend to be mm -hmm. her story. So if you want to look, check my, my social media, Maureen Younger, um, and there's loads of women you can choose from and you can find out more about them. Like people didn't know, one of them, just to pick out, Irene Sendler, who was this Polish nurse who helped Jewish kids flee from the ghetto. And she got taken by the Nazis. They broke her legs, they broke her feet. Um, she was crippled for life. She refused to give them information. And when she, um, after the war, she'd hidden in code where these children had gone to so they could find these children and try and um, bring them back with their parents. Obviously, a lot of the parents had been killed. But she was an amazing woman. She said, like, I wasn't the hero. And I'm thinking, uh, you, uh, were. you Yeah, yeah, you yeah know. absolutely. Um, so, yes, yeah, so there's a whole collection of, of, of numerous women. So if you want to check that out and then just anyone that takes your fancy, just have a look into their stories. Brilliant, Maureen. That's such a... I'm really glad that you're doing that. And it's over... You're doing it over the course of the month, aren't you? Yeah, I'm not doing it every <laughs> every day. But yeah, I'm doing it over March, yeah. yeah. Over, oh, yeah. over March, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a really, really um, interesting. So yeah, definitely check out Maureen Younger's Instagram for that because it's... Um, I've very much enjoyed reading about all these really fascinating women. That people don't know about. No, I know. And it's f just really, like, infuriating. I mean, if, like, literally, that is getting... That's, that's definitely got my goat. Talking of which, Jen, what's got your goat? Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, OK? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And, and, and do you know who I blame? Society. <laughs> what has got my goat? Well, I, I'm going to keep it light. You know, because, I mean, we don't want it. We don't want to start on a downer, do we? <laughs> but, of course, I have got to moan about something because that's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my jam, isn't it? That's what it I do. It's your jam. Um, <laughs> i tell you what's got my goat today. Are these bloody cold sores on my face? Look, I don't... I mean, Maureen, you haven't got your glasses on, lovely, so you probably can't so see them. I can't them, but... see. Yeah, it's for the best. <laughs> It's for the best. Two little tiny, I say tiny, they're like absolutely humongous. I haven't had any cold sores. The reason why these have got my goat, if I can just talk about my herpes for a while, <laughs> I haven't had, oh, <laughs> guys, lean in. I haven't had cold sores for ages. Like I used to, up until actually really quite recently, I, I get them regularly. Every time I run down, I get cold sores. Every time I, I think I'm going to get a cold or I'm going to get sick, it's starts with a cold sore and then I get flu or something. And then for ages, in fact, since COVID, right, I haven't had any cold sores. And I, I genuinely, it was I'm not even that long ago, maybe like a month ago, I said to Chloe, I think I think I've just like not gonna get cold sores oh, anymore. Never say it out I think loud. I've just... You did that to yourself, <laughs> Jen. That's tempting fate. Oh. The gods hear you. <laughs> I Have you never I... looked at Greek tragedy? I mean, come oh, on. I know. Well, the Greek tragedies have like popped up on both of my lips. Um, <laughs> and as I felt them forming last night, I thought, there's nothing I can do to stop these now. Because also everyone's like, have you tried Boncello? Have you tried uh, this? Have you tried that? Have you tried Blistex or whatever it is? It's like, mate, I've been having cold sores for like 48 years. I probably came out of my my mum with a cold sore. Um, I... There's nothing works on me now. I can put anything on there. My cold sore just goes, yeah, I'm still going to keep growing, love. So I've just accepted that these two bad boys are going to continue. But the disappointment I felt last night as I felt them begin, you know, because you can feel the, the buzz yeah. of it happening. Yeah. If you've never had one, you get a little buzz on your lips and you're like, you know it's coming. And then you know when you wake up, you're going to look like the elephant woman. So, yeah, that's really got my go. I thought I'd just the hubris of it. To think that I wasn't going to get another cold sore. I mean, what was I thinking? Of course I'm going to. It's in my blood. It's like, I, and now I can let you can't. Once you've got it, you can't shake it. You ask any doctor. Once you get a cold sore, they're like, well, that's you herpified for the rest of your life. <laughs> so, Alison, what skin, di skin disease are you going to get to join me and Jen? Yes, actually, that's absolutely right. If you want to stay in the, if you want to stay in our gang, you better get some sort of uh, facial disorder. Some lesions or something. Okay, well, I do suffer of cold sores. I cover, I suffer cold sores. I, oh. And I was going to be one of these jerks that was like, I have, I have, I have some suggestions for you, Jen. <laughs> have you tried the patches, the stickover yeah, patches? I've got like a... I've got like a hundred of them. I can stick on a, about six of those and my, my cold sore will just creep then, out from the right other side. Because they don't work. They don't work. But what they do do, it helps spread the spread. It won't spread. So you got one there because one came up and then it 
goes to that one because it's touching. The other thing yeah. is, have you been to your doctor and actually gotten a Ciclovera? It's a medication you can get. And the moment you feel that tingle, you take the medication and it will stop. Really? I promise you. Mm, Ciclovera. A Ciclovera. That sounds like some sort of STD. Okay. <laughs> I got Ciclovera. Fight an ST. I've got a cream an for that. Yeah, you get it. But it, it does help. But I'm so sorry. What I'm trying to think. I do have sensitive skin. Oh, I quite often have allergies. Can I be a part of the gang? Only yeah. if they come out. Hives? Yeah, I get hives. I get hives. Okay, you're in. Oh, thank you're in. God. Thank, thank God. God. Do you know what I mean, Alison? Both Maureen and I were like, how's this going to roll if she doesn't have some sort of skin? <laughs> I got, I got lesions. I got I got them. Let me in. Let me stay in the gang. Hang on. You're in. You've got hives. Maureen's got whatever the fuck she's got. And I appear to I, I appear to be growing two people out of my lip. Um, anyway, this is this has been a joy. And on that note, this has been one of the best episodes of my life. I've never enjoyed a podcast more. We've peaked. That's it. I don't think we need to do another one, actually. That's it. Well done. Yeah. Mic drop. women talking bollocks if you have enjoyed wtb please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review or you can check out our socials now on instagram facebook twitter youtube and you never know we may even get on tiktok and if you do like the show please do have a look at our patreon for bonus content and weekly treats well that did 